0: with Peter Mayer, our wonderful, wonderful singer-songwriter from Minnesota. Please welcome Peter Mayer.
1: The sky is forming. No foe am I afraid of. No force for I am made of. The same light that made the morning. See it come, the sun triumphant, splendid as a thousand trumpets rising on the rooftops and the trees, sweeping out the evening shadows, giving out its gleaming gold for free. I can't hold on to sorrow. It's always gone tomorrow, fading away at the first bird calling. There is hate, but there is more love. I know, for I am born of the same light that made the morning so in the eastern sky you'll find me at the break of day when I'll be back again to make another start coaxing open morning glories Telling hopeful stories of the heart. See how the night is over. The dew is on the clover. The first light in the sky is forming. No foe am I afraid of, no force, for I am made of the same light that made the morning. The same light that made the morning. I would invite you to join with me in our opening song, uh, number 1064 in the Teal Hymnal. <laughs> you can stand if you like. Though below me I feel no motion Standing on these mountains and plains Far away from the rolling ocean Still my dry land heart can say I've been sailing all my life now Never harbor or port have I known The wide universe is the ocean I travel and the earth is my blue boat sun my sail and moon my rudder as I ply the starry sea leaning over the edge in wonder, casting questions into the deep. Drifting here with my ship's companions, are we kindred pilgrim souls making our way by the lights of the heavens in our beautiful blue boat? Oh. Give thanks to the waves upholding me. Hail the great winds urging me on. Greet the infinite sea before me. Sing the sky my sailor's song. I was born upon the fathoms. Never harbor or port have I known. The wide universe is the ocean. I travel, and the earth is my blue oh.
2: Please remain standing, <laughs> and please feel free to applaud. <laughs> Our call to worship is in your order of service. It's the insert. Welcome, who come in friendship, who long for genuine community. May you be graciously received here as your authentic self. Welcome, who come in curiosity, full of questions, or simply open. May you embrace wonder and encounter new delights. Welcome, who come heavy with fatigue, weary from the troubles of the world or the troubles of your particular life. May you rest and be filled in the sacred space. Welcome, who come with joy for flowing rivers and gentle breeze, for changing skies and great trees. May the grace of the world leave a lasting imprint in you. Welcome, who come with thanks for the altruism of the earth and the gift of human care. May your grateful heart overflow and bless those around you. Come, let us celebrate together this wondrous life.
1: Well, here's a song uh, with a chorus I'd like to teach to you uh, whose words are in the program. And um, it goes like this. Sing out, make a better world. Make a sound wave like a flag unfurled. Sing out like a liberty bell. Ring out the truth you tell. Sing out, make it be known. Sing like the trumpets of Jericho. Sing out at the tyrant's wall. Sing until the last brick falls. Can we try that together? Sing out, make a better world, make a sound wave like a flag unfurled. Sing out like a liberty bell, ring out the truth you tell. Sing out, make it be known, sing like the trumpets of Jericho. Sing out at the tyrant's wall, sing until the last brick falls. If you want to shout, want to right something wrong, you can sing about it in a righteous song. And if you want a way to raise your voice up higher, you can be a singer in the justice choir. If you are a citizen heavy of heart, you can take a tenor or an alto part. You can be a flame in a great big fire, you can be a singer in the justice choir. Sing out, make a better world. Make a sound wave like a flag unfurled. Sing out like a liberty bell, ring out the truth you tell. Sing out, make it be known, sing like the trumpets of Jericho. Sing out at the tyrant's wall, sing until the last brick falls. Sing about courage in the face of fear. Sing about light when the darkness nears. Sing about truth to the shameless liar. Sing about freedom in the justice choir. Sing about the weak in the halls of power. Sing about the earth in a desperate hour. Sing about the poor when the rich conspire. Sing about love in the justice choir. Sing out, make a better world. Make a sound wave like a flag unfurled. Sing out like a liberty bell, ring out the truth you tell. Sing out, make it be known, sing like the trumpets of Jericho. Sing out at the tyrant's wall, sing until the last brick falls. If you want to shout, want right to write something wrong, you can sing about it in a righteous song. And if you want a way to raise your voice up higher, you can be a singer in the Justice Choir.
3: Whoa, thank you, Justice Choir. You may be seated. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to First Unitarian. I'm Anna Watkins, and I am pleased to include you in this multi-generational service. We're so glad you are here, whether you're in the sanctuary or the fellowship hall. We enjoy having children with us and have special spaces for them, an activity table at the back of the sanctuary, a family room across the hall where the service is live streamed, and the best seat in the house, the playground at the front of the sanctuary. And if any of you adults want to try that, I, I don't see a problem with that, okay? Come, come, whoever you are and wherever you are in your faith journey. You belong here. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs>
2: Peter is going to lead us in a wonderful musical meditation in just a minute. but Let us prepare ourselves for that by taking a breath now. And if you've got something you can set down, maybe free your hands up. Check in with that good old body of yours. Carried you through so many days to get to this morning. Come on in. Come on in and take a load off all of you, whether you just got here or you've been here for a few minutes. Breathe and give your weight over to that seat. You've arrived in your sanctuary.
1: This song is, is based on a, a moving meditation. And so what I'd like to do is teach you the, the hand motions to the meditation, and you can choose to do them or not as you wish, but um, I'll just recite the, the words to the song and show you the motions that go with it. So it begins like this. Hands open to the day, breathe in, breathe out. Hands joined as if to pray, breathe in, breathe out. Arms reaching to the sky, then circling around down to the earth. Eyes lifted to the light, to the light. Hands, branches catching rain, breathe in, breathe out. And then here's probably the most complicated part you want to start with your hands low. And the lyric is, then rising like a stalk of grain. So you very slowly lift your hands up. While breathing in, breathe out. And then by the time the next chorus comes around, you're again reaching toward the sky. Then circling around down to the earth. And eyes again lifted to the light to the light, and we end as we begin. Hands open to the day, breathe in, breathe out. Hands joined as if to pray, breathe in, breathe out. That's it. Let's do the song. To the day, breathe in, breathe out, hands joined as if to pray. Breathe in, breathe out, arms reaching to the sky. Then circling around, down to the earth, eyes lifted to the light, to the light. Hands, branches catching rain, breathe in. Breathe out, then rising like a stalk of grain, breathe in, breathe out. Arms reaching to the sky, then circling around. Down to the earth Eyes lifted to the light To the light Hands open to the day Breathe in Breathe out hands joined as if to pray. Breathe in, breathe out, breathe in, breathe out, breathe in, breathe out.
2: Lift up some prayers in our community. From my pastoral list, I lift up Ken Callahan, a longtime member and leader here in past years who has transitioned now into assisted living. We pray that his transition is with ease, that he has all of the good support and care he needs, that he have peace. And I lift up Chris Mayo. And his family, Chris's sister Deb died this week. We pray for them as they gather with family members to remember her. May they be comforted in their grieving. And may Deb's passing be in peace. I invite you to bring to mind the names that you have in your hearts this morning. Any people or places for whom you have a prayer. Who you're just thinking of with love. And I invite you to speak them aloud as the chime rings so that we can hold them with you. All of these we lift up. And to these we add all of the unnamed prayers, all the unspoken prayers. We lift up all who are grieving. All who are struggling with illness of any kind. All who are facing financial stress or painful relationships. Living through change or other struggles of any sort. All of these prayers, named and unnamed, we hold in our hearts. And why not take a moment to say a prayer for someone sitting near you? Maybe somebody especially somebody you don't know very well. Who knows what brought them into church today? Maybe they are a longtime member, or maybe they've been coming for a little while, or attend only once in a while, or maybe this is their first time today. Say a little blessing for them. May you be well. May you be happy. May you be at peace. Source of all, holy one for whom we bring many names, may all people be well, be happy, and be at peace. All people in this room and in the whole city, in the nation and in the whole world, may all beings be well, be happy, be at peace. May there be healing, may there be transformation This is our bold prayer. No blessing is wasted. And we know that intention helps to shape reality. And since we are your hands and feet, O Holy One, we pray for courage and focus so that we may help to bring this prayer to fruition through our being in the world. Amen. Peace be with you.
4: sooner or later. (laughs) Hi. I have a story for you. The story I want to share with you today is from a picture book by John J. Muth, and his retelling was inspired by a tale written in 1903 by Leo Tolstoy. There once was a boy named Nikolai, who sometimes felt uncertain about the right way to act. I want to be a good person, he told his friends, but I don't always know the best way to do that. Nikolai's friends understood and they wanted to help him. If only I could find the answers to my three questions, Nikolai continued, then I would always know what to do. When is the best time to do things? Who is the most important one? And what is the right thing to do? Nikolai's friends considered the first question, and then his friend Sonia, the heron, spoke. To know the best time to do things, one must plan in advance, she said. Goggle the monkey who had been rooting through some leaves trying to find something good to eat said you will know when to do things if you watch and pay very close attention and then Pushkin the dog rolled over and said you can't pay attention to everyone by yourself you need a pack to keep watch and help you decide when to do things. For example, Gogol, a coconut is about to fall on your head. Nikolai thought for a moment, and then he asked his second question. Who is the most important one? Those who are closest to heaven, said Sonya, circling into the sky. Those who know how to heal the sick, said Gogol, stroking his bruised head. Those who make the rules, growled Pushkin. Nikolai thought some more, and then he asked the third question. What is the right thing to do? Flying, said Sonya. Having fun all the time, said Gogol. Fighting, barked Pushkin right away. And then the boy thought for a long while. He loved his friends. He knew they were all trying their best to help him answer his questions, but their answers didn't seem quite right. And then an idea came to him. I know, he thought. I will ask Leo, the turtle. He has lived a very long time. Surely he will know the answers I'm looking for. So Nikolai hiked up into the mountains where the old turtle lived all alone. When Nikolai arrived, he found Leo digging a garden. The turtle was old and digging was hard for him. I had three questions, Leo, and I came to ask for your help, Nikolai said. When is the best time to do things? Who is the most important one and what is the right thing to do? Leo listened carefully, but he only smiled and then went on with his digging. Be tired, Nikolai said at last. Let me help you. The turtle gave him the shovel and thanked him. And because it was easier for a young boy to dig than it was for an old turtle, Nikolai kept on digging until the rows were finished. But just as he finished, the wind blew wildly and rain burst from the darkened clouds above. As they moved toward Leo's cottage for shelter, Nikolai suddenly heard a cry for help. Running down the path, he found a panda whose leg had been injured by a fallen tree. Carefully, Nikolai carried her into Leo's house and made a splint for her leg with a stick of bamboo. And the storm raged on, banging at the doors and windows. The noise woke the panda up. Where am I, she said, and... Where is my child? The boy ran out the cottage and down the path again. The roar of the storm was deafening. Pushing against the howling wind and drenching rain, he ran further into the forest, and there he found the panda's child, cold and shivering on the ground. The little panda was wet and scared, but alive. Nikolai carried her inside and made her warm and dry, and then he laid her in her mother's arms. Leo smiled when he saw what the boy had done. The next morning, the sun was warm, and the birds sang, and all was well with the world. The panda's leg was healing nicely, and she thanked Nikolai for saving her and her baby from the storm. At that moment, Sonia, Gogol, and Pushkin arrived to make sure everyone was all right. Nikolai felt great peace within himself. He had wonderful friends, and he had saved the panda and her child, but he also felt disappointed. He still had not found the answers to his three questions. So he asked Leo one more time. The old turtle looked at the boy But your questions have been answered, he said. They have, asked the boy. Yes, yesterday, if you had not stayed to help me dig my garden, you wouldn't have heard the panda's cries for help in the storm. Therefore, the most important time was the time you spent digging in the garden. The most important one at that moment was me. And the most important thing to do was to help me with my garden. Later, when you found the injured panda, the most important time was the time you spent mending her leg and saving her child. The most important thing to do was to take care of them and make them safe. Remember that there is only one important time, and that time is now. The most important one is always the one you are with. And the most important thing to do is to do good for the one at your side. For these, my dear boy, are the answers to what is important in the world. This is why we are here.
1: Hey, is it there? Testing one, two. Hey, 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 hey. It is. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Susan. That was quick thinking. Some of us have made it to the destination. Some of us are stranded on the road. Some of us are safe and sound when we lay our head down. And some of us are sleeping in the cold. There is fear that means to draw a line between us, saying we should stay on our own side. But there is also kindness rising up inside us, calling out across the great divide. Singing, we're one people, though we may be strangers, still we can be friends and neighbors, still we can be a family. We can call each other, sister, brother, son and daughter, mother, father, and when we falter, join our hands and help each other stand. We can help each other. Some of us can chart a pathway through the darkness. Some of us cannot find the way. Some sit at a heavenly table set with plenty. Some of us go hungry every day. And all the while the heart knows we are in the same boat and our many destinies are tied. In the worst of weather, we go down together And at our best together, we rise Singing we're one people Though we may be strangers, still we can be friends and neighbors Still we can be a family we can call each other sister, brother, son, and daughter, mother, father, and when we falter, join our hands and help each other stand. We can help each other, we one people, though we may be strangers, still we can be friends and neighbors still we can be a family we can call each other sister brother son and daughter mother father and when we falter join our hands help each other stand we can help each other stand
2: In her 1993 book, The Parable of the Sower, sci-fi writer Octavia Butler describes a United States of the future. It's the year 2024 in this futuristic book. <laughs> and social inequality has continued to grow. The climate has been irreparably changed by humans. Water supplies have been depleted by mismanagement and overuse addiction, untreated, and homelessness have overrun cities with the streets full of people with nowhere to go, some so sick they look like zombies. Assault, theft, and property damage are constant threats, and those who have homes live in gated enclaves in the middle of it all. The book, which again was written 30 years ago, also has an extremist conservative presidential candidate who whips up violence with his rhetoric and whose slogan is to make America great again. I am not kidding you. (laughs) When asked how she came up with all that, Octavia Butler said she just looked at the direction things were going that year in 1993. Things like climate change, which we were just barely beginning to hear about back then, mass incarceration, the widening gap between rich and poor, big pharma, gun violence, and the tech industry. And she just played out where that overall trajectory was likely to lead if nothing changed. Butler, a black woman who was born in 1947, also believed that social progress could be reversed. She predicted that as people faced unraveling social systems, change, and an uncertain future, racism would become more overt again. She died in 2006. The eerie accuracy of many of her predictions reminds us that the seeds of today were sown a long time ago. We live in such anxious times. Some big things are going off the rails. Some other big things are wobbly. Wobbly, American democracy, civil rights. Off the rails, climate change water running out in the southwest, a for-profit healthcare system that routinely bankrupts the sick if they can even access it, mass incarceration, homelessness, drug abuse and crime in our city. Here at the church, we're predicted to exceed our campus security budget for the year by thousands of dollars, mostly due to vandalism and property damage and attempted break-ins. At one point this summer, our director of facilities came to the church in the middle of the night due to an alarm going off, and he met the security company over on the south side of the campus. But he says when he came in around the corner into the courtyard, he saw a crowd of people. That was his description, a crowd of people, people in the middle of the night just standing around on the campus. And I was surprised when he said that, and then I thought about it, and based on what we see all over the city during the day, It's not hard to imagine, actually. Last month we had five or six windows broken, one after the other. You noticed some of those when you were arriving at church. Some broken by rocks, some by BBs, including my office window. We've got a presidential election coming up and some right-wing candidates have been sowing distrust in our election system. Meanwhile, in the months since the attack on the nation's capital, Openly racist, violent, neo fascist groups like the Proud Boys have set their sights on trans and gender non conforming people. Trans and gender non conforming people and people desperate to access abortion care are fleeing conservative states. They are uprooting their lives. They are moving heaven and earth to come to places like New Mexico where we may be desperately short on doctors, but at least health care is legal. And while it's not exactly safe, There is less overt hostility. Should I just have a seat and let Peter play some more music, (laughs) right? Or could we watch Fat Bear Week now, please? (laughs) I tuned into the National Park Service's bear cam and I had that on my TV in the background while I was writing the sermon, like openly racist, violent, neo-fascist, big, fat, happy bear with salmon in mouth. I saw a huge bear do a big pounce like a cat and grab a salmon out of the river. We cope. Yeah. I'm talking about these big, difficult things because I know that they are on your mind, too. Many of you have asked me about campus security, especially this year. First Unitarian openly supports, and in fact, many of us are the people being targeted by extremists. So when will the church be targeted, right? That thought is frightening. And that is what extremists want. The goal of violent extremists is to cause fear. Terrorists inspire terror. They make people afraid. When a racist mass shooting occurs, when synagogues are attacked, when a car drives into protesters, or a drag queen story hour is canceled because armed men have promised to show up, that inspires terror. When extremists publish the personal info, the home address and phone numbers of progressive leaders online to inundate them with threats of death and violence, that inspires terror. Recently, some UU congregations have had their services disrupted by right-wing protesters. Some received threatening mail and one was firebombed several weeks ago, but luckily only the building was damaged. UU congregations are having to plan for security. And we've taken some steps, too. For example, we only unlock certain entry doors in the mornings so that we can monitor everybody who comes in. We don't leave the front doors unattended. We keep the blinds lowered. We have fenced and reinforced parts of our campus that were attracting trouble. We recently held a de-escalation training for staff and lay leaders, and we've held other kinds of security-related trainings in the past, and we'll continue to hold more And we have security patrols, just to name a few. And it's important to remember that those who want to terrorize are a small minority of the population. They are the far extreme right. They are vastly outnumbered by people who disagree with them. That's why they resort to terror, to exert control. But they are real and very loud. And yes, In the face of all of that and an uncertain future and the distressing changes that we must cope with, where do we get the courage? We're taking some chances in this church, trying to make a difference when the odds seem stacked against us, siding with love when hate is so threatening, and stepping up to hard work when people could just opt out. Where do we get the courage? I think one way to get at the answer is paradoxically to ask an even scarier question. What if we knew the world was ending? Like, what if we knew, for example, that we only had five years left before the end of the world? What would we do? There would be some freaking out, right? For sure. <laughs> for sure. But beyond that, we would have some real clarity. Over the last 30 years, since around the time Octavia Butler wrote that novel, I've been, I have spent time with many, many people who knew that they were at the ends of their lives, first as a caregiver and then as a minister. And I've seen that kind of clarity happen many, many times, more times than I could possibly count. Facing the end, we would know that we have to focus on what matters. I'll bet more than ever, we would want to come together and sing, just like today. We would want to be thoughtful, contemplative, so that we don't just skim across our remaining time, across the surface of our time. We would want depth, right? We would want to look at each other's faces. We would want to light candles. We would want to have the kids in our congregation as close to us as possible. We would want to have them right under our wings, right? And if they offered us a blessing like the youth group did last Sunday, the line would stretch around the block. We would feed each other and our neighbors, we would refuse to tolerate for one more day, the that there is nothing we can do about hundreds of thousands of people who are forced to live on the streets while others hoard billions of dollars. We would not tolerate that for one more day. We would affirm, we would say out loud, louder than ever, that life is precious and wondrous and diversity is inherently sacred and we would wanna be in the circle with everybody because we would know that now is the time to love like we were always meant to. We'd plant flowers and we'd visit the sick We would do many things that we already do, but we would do them even more. We'd say, I love you. There's your answer. Fear can distract us. It can paralyze us. But it can also be incredibly clarifying. And that clarity gives us the courage to do what we know matters most what makes life worth living. Fear can put us in touch with what we know to be worthy deep down. Worthy, by the way, is related to the word worship. Worship is worthship, etymologically. When we worship, we honor that which is most worthy. That's what all these calls to worship are about each week. What those who terrorize do not understand is that we cannot be scared away from that which we hold at the center of our worship. That thing that we know is most worthy, that love. In 2018, the Reverend Dr. Sophia Betancourt preached here, right at this pulpit. She's now the newly elected president of our denomination. It's actually her second time in that office because back in 2018, shortly before she visited First Unitarian, she served a three-month interim co-presidency. She is an out queer woman of color, and she's the national president of the Unitarian Universalist denomination, a spokesperson on behalf of our progressive values and positions, a public advocate. She's right out in front, and I can only imagine the courage that takes right now. In her sermon, when she came here, she shared from the Hebrew scriptures from the prophet Habakkuk. This prophet is found in both the Jewish and Christian scriptures. Habakkuk wrote almost 3,000 years ago. He lived in a time of intense violence. His community was devastated by oppression. In his writings, he cries out to God. He yells, really, for a whole entire chapter. Destruction and violence are everywhere, he says. The law is paralyzed and justice never prevails. The wicked hem in the righteous, they block them, he's saying. Habakkuk compares his people to fish and the oppressors to fishermen with huge nets. Everybody's dragged up in them. The reach of the oppressors is so overwhelming. What use is God? What use is worship? What use is anything, Habakkuk is wondering. How will they go on? Where is God? And finally, Habakkuk receives a reply. Habakkuk is a prophet, remember? So he's writing about anguish and injustice and about the answer that he receives, perceives from God. That's what prophets do. Somehow in modern thought, we came to think of a prophet as like a fortune teller of some sort, right? They don't see the future. What a prophet does is they see the present really clearly. And any future they describe is kind of like what Octavia Butler did in that novel. She saw her present time with more clearly than most, right? Thank God for the prophets. They write down ancestral wisdom for us, hard-won spiritual wisdom. Habakkuk here's a reply, and it is, make the vision plain. Write it down so that everyone who reads it can run. Now running in this ancient Hebrew context does not mean running away or even like running on legs. It means moving forward in accordance with God, in harmony with the divine. It may take a while, God tells Habakkuk, but the vision will not prove false. Sophia Betancourt said, we might say to one another that holding forth a powerful vision Holding forth our liberating message of love and justice shows us how to move through the world in right relationship in ways that bring us closer to our higher resolve, our highest resolve. In the face of great fear, we get clarity. And by holding that vision right in front, together we are guided on our path. We know what to do. We know what to do. It matters. It is worthy. It is an act of worship that we be who we are together. It is saving. It's salvific. We provide spiritual and physical shelter and we provide spiritual and physical nourishment. We hold up the thing that's also already happening, the thing that's already being made true, which is that unshakable vision of love equality and community, a vision that we can take up and run, and this too is sowing seeds. Sometimes I get a little scared too, if I'm honest, but there is no other world I want than the one in which we are here doing this, and we can look around at each other's faces And we know who is going with us into this new church year. And we know that in other places here in town and across the country, others have found their courage too. There is no world more worthy than this one in which we sing and speak out and sow good seeds and bless each other. So we can do this. And I love you.
3: And I love you too. And hearing Angela's words, I am more grateful than ever to be living in this time and ready to run. How about you? This is the time in the service when we have the privilege of sharing with our church, and the greater community from our personal resources. Now, in the spirit of sharing, I do wanna offer one of my favorite quotes. Ain't nobody perfect. Last week, we said our change for the future partner was Libros for Kids. Okay, we made a mistake, that was incorrect. They have been our partner all summer, but for this month, and October and November, we have a new one. Thank you to the alert listener who brought this to our attention, and it's somebody who attends from Tampa on Zoom. (laughs) Our new Change for the Future partner is a very worthy one, the Coalition to Stop Violence Against Native Women. Their mission is to stop violence against Native women and children by advocating for social change and providing support to other Native advocates working in New Mexico's tribal communities. You may earmark a donation for them by marking a pew envelope with CFF, or by just placing your loose change in the basket. We will now gratefully accept the offering.
1: We are molecules, two H's and one O. And in most places, we are ice and we are cold. But sometimes in the universe, when we find a place like Earth, where the sun is shining and the lovely breezes blow, we are water rising up to the highest cloud, falling free in the rain come down, flowing over and under ground we are water drops in the river and the wide ocean running in all directions then coming together again we are mist and we are waves upon the sand we're the ancient holy place where life began We are tea and morning showers, home to seahorses and flounders, cleaning shirts, quenching thirst, and floating motorboats. We are water, rising up to the highest cloud, falling free in the rain, come down, flowing over and underground. We are water, drops in the river and the wide ocean, running in all directions, then coming together again we are mirrors to the sky we shine of all the stars at night sun and moon and clouds as they go by if you find the time then here's what you should do take your heart down to the shore and be renewed Climb into your sloop and ride us, leap into us, stand beside us. We will turn your planet world the brightest shade of blue. We are water, rising up to the highest cloud, falling free in the rain, come down, flowing over and underground. We are water, drops in the river and the wide ocean, running in all directions, then coming together again. We are water, rising up to the highest cloud, falling free in the rain, come down, flowing over under underground. We are water, drops in the river and the wide ocean, running in all directions then, coming together again, coming together again, coming together again, coming together again. Coming together again.
2: Yes, Sorry, I was so caught up in the music, I forgot to turn on my mic. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, on behalf of the congregation and on behalf of our Change for the Future partner. And thank you, ushers, for carrying these heavy, heavy baskets. (laughs) May these gifts be for blessing in and beyond our congregation. We've got a couple of invitations for you. Anna, you've got the first one.
3: Okay. Yeah. All right. Where is the church's food pantry? some of you know. Okay. Why is it called the Arnold room? Okay. Do we have Sunday school here? All of this and more will be revealed in part 2 of our histories and mysteries tour, which is focused on what you may need to know as you get involved beyond Sunday mornings. Meet us in the sanctuary at 12:15 p.m. T-
2: today. for the Histories and Mysteries Tour. Okay, those deep questions that we didn't get to in the sermon will be answered on that tour. (laughs) Uh, Sherry Plavnik and Ellie Van Mill, you have a special invitation for folks.
5: Thank you, and thank you for inviting us. I can't think of a better sermon to have Mm -hmm. told people about our new anti-racism activist um, initiative and we just kicked it off this past thursday with a zoom meeting we will be having an in-person meeting on wednesday and more meetings in october we would love to have any of you who would like to join us carmen samora is one of the founder co-chairs with um, ellie and me nancy shane is our most recent um core chair member so i'll give this so it's wonderful to be here.
0: Thank you so much for listening to us. Um, with our meeting, what our plan is to have meeting participants, as um, Sherry said, and they, along with the clergy and board input, we will not only decide what activist initiatives we want to undertake, we will also have grassroots involvement in strategizing how to make those t- the changes we want to see within our church and in the community. Where possible, we will partner with existing initiatives to make sure that their goals are achieved, uh, uh, including ongoing programs we want to um, work with.
5: Um, After the September and October brainstorming meetings, we will be having a potluck in November for all the people who have participated and I hope to see many of your faces joining us. The potluck will be partially social and partially strategic planning so that we can begin um, knowing how we want to activate the ideas that get generated in the brainstorming meetings.
0: So in addition to um, helping working to make the eighth principle come alive Uh, at first you we will sponsor a variety of training programs to help prepare us to be uh, as knowledgeable and effective as possible while we embark on the various projects we choose
5: Um, and i want to emphasize that we are doing this in support of what the congregation is already doing to realize um on an ongoing basis the eighth principle when you leave the sanctuary i hope you will pick up one of our brochures it goes into greater depth about what this is all about and lists um, the original core chair names so that you can contact us and let us know whether you want to join us on wednesday or whether uh, you would like for us to get in touch with you when we schedule the October meetings.
0: So we'll be in the back, we will give you brochures and we really hope to, ha- We'll be delighted to receive your uh, message expressing your interest. We'll respond with information about how you can participate. Thank you all and thank you very
2: much. Yeah, thank you too. It's such a collaborative, thoughtful project, I love it. All right, it's almost time for coffee hour. We hope you'll stay for that. If you do, you might like to sit at one of the chat tables um, that we host, Uh, and if you do that, or if you're just chatting elsewhere, you might like a question to get your conversation started. So here's one. What do you have courageous clarity about? What do you have courageous clarity about? Or, what would you like to have courageous clarity about? If you're just not there this morning, it's okay. That's what we come to church for sometimes. I invite everyone to rise, embody your spirit. Let's greet each other with a gesture of peace. We like to do it with one hand on our hearts, and we just extend the other one toward each other. Peace. It's good to be together. Oh, do we have something else? Oh, it's actually
1: For our final song I'd like to teach you the chorus to this song it's it uh, goes like this <clears throat> Let everybody in everybody in everybody into the circle circle everybody 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 in to the circle circle let's sing together Let everybody in everybody in Everybody into the circle, circle. Everybody, 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 everybody into the circle, circle. Very good. Jesus spoke entreating them to live together in a great circle of love. When his followers asked him then who should be included, Jesus said, Let everybody, everybody, in, everybody in, in. the circle circle. Everybody, 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 everybody in. The circle circle oligarchs and tyrants try Keep some in everyone else outside the revolution sweeps across the land and the people all stand, the common folk cry, let everybody, everybody, everybody the circle circle, everybody, 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 everybody. Circle, circle, Sometimes a circle is a class or creed. Sometimes a circle is made of only men. Until Susan B. Anthony says, What about me? Let me in. Let everybody, everybody, in. everybody in. the circle, sir. Everybody, 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 everybody. In. Circle, circle. Sometimes a circle is a privileged thing, excluding people for the color of their skin. Till the voice of Martin Luther King says, Let freedom ring, let them in, let everybody, in. everybody, everybody, everybody To the circle, circle. Everybody, 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 everybody. gay and straight rich and poor whole and broken open up that door the more we are the greater we become after all we all are one bring in the people that don't stop there bring in the fish and the sea birds in the air bring in the rivers wide and the mountains tall we go together not at all, let everybody in, everybody in, everybody into the circle, sir. Everybody, 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 everybody into the circle, sir. Everybody, everybody, in, everybody into the circle, sir. Everybody, 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 the circle, circle.
2: Go out with courage, friends, and may love bless you and keep you until we are gathered again. Blessed be.